It is now 9 a.m. Stay tuned for Love Talk from The Word with Evelyn Davison and Cindy Vanna. Cindy Vanna love talking in the beautiful blessed KLGO the word studios 1490 AM true talk radio reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net and you can also catch up with Evelyn and I at love talk network and speaking of Evelyn uh, first lady of love and founder and creator of love talk sitting right across the table from me <laughs> um, see you're not sprouting feathers yet so you must not have eaten too much turkey oh. Oh, we had plenty of turkey. I, in fact, uh, as we had our, we had two family. Yeah, Thanksgiving. I get that. Uh, because our oldest son David was involved with uh, feeding the homeless in Austin, which we've done through the years. And they, in a group, were smoking five hundred turkeys. So you know, our one little turkey was nothing compared <laughs> to what was going on in this city, Cindy. That's right. But it was a wonderful. It's been a wonderful week. Been it's been really high. Uh, Energy? Yes. Energy out. Energy out. High energy. Yeah, everybody else in Austin, I thought about all the people. You know, this, quote, Black Friday thing, which I have to tell you, there are a whole lot of things I think you could could call that shopping day on Friday other than Black Friday to get people excited. But Black Friday does not get me excited. It reminds me of the stock market crash, (laughs) you know, out of of a million years ago. Yeah, Yeah, and. But you know, Cindy, it's been a good uh, handle this week because the, on uh, Facebook and a number of the other social networks, there are three crosses, and it says the original Black Friday. So oh, you know, well, I don't know about that either. I what about uh, you know, Gold Friday or oh, yeah. you know something upbeat if you want to get green, people Green Friday. <laughs> green Friday. Those green well, bu- I bu- thought about people who were leaving. I thought about women as I was mm. crippling around at the end of the, <laughs> you know, after a full week, and I was crippling. Through through the kitchen trying to get the last of the dressing wiped up off of the floor mm-hmm. and the cranberries that are slung from one end of the house to another. And I was doing that and I thought, there are women that are getting their clothes on right now to go out starting mm-hmm. at midnight right. and are going to stay out all night shopping. I thought, who are those women? What are mm-hmm. their names? I don't know. I didn't. I just saw a little bit of the headline this morning about Black Friday. But Cindy, one of the things that's so exciting about my life and your life and the life of so many in our family and in our friends and in our network of of caring and giving and loving is that uh, people uh, get excited when it gets time to give for Thanksgiving because it makes us stop and really evaluate for number one who we are. Who we are and where we are and why we're here. And so we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to talk about the um, altitude of thanksgiving, of praise. Uh, we live on longitude and latitude in life. But our, our dream place as we think about praise is 
is in the heavenlies. And that's what the, what the uh, altitude of Thanksgiving is. And we're going to be looking at it from two or three different perspectives today. Because it has been a wonderful week. I know you had a great one with some Oh, friends. man. We just, I had, I, I just am a, a blessed individual when, when, when you look at the possibilities of the train wreck of your life, you know, you look at what might be had your life been all you planned it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my case would have been like a Union Pacific train wreck of a, of a, of a magnitude or even not to make this humorous, but even like those, the car pile up in the fog, you know, in the Beaumont, yeah, yeah, in the Beaumont area. And when you look at how God takes your life and brings blessing to your life, uh, not what you get mm-hmm. so much and not what you receive, but what he's done in the inner workings of your life. When you realize what it is you, quote, deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many people think they deserve more. But really, when you when you've when you've walked with Christ for quite a while, you realize, you know, you're not particularly deserving of anything everything oh. you have mm-hmm. comes by grace and mm-hmm. mercy that's where you begin to develop a better understanding of gratitude and mm-hmm. that's what you're really talking about is you know the attitude of gratitude that principle of gratitude and we're going to be talking about that cuz from now till christmas we're going to be really talking about what are those foundations of worship what are the foundations of praise what it is it that we're grateful for and thankful for in our lives? Now, was I thankful that my, <clears throat> excuse me, that my hands were in dishwater <laughs> for five days and that I washed every pot and pan in my house and every dish more than three times Plus over? laundry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Linens. Linens. Was I, napkin. you know, no, but was I tickled? Somewhere deep in my heart Uh that people were going to come across my doorstep, that they were going to take time out of their lives and that they wanted to be with us. Well, Cindy, I know that, um, you know, when we have close family and we're we're interrelated with our family and doing family activities, uh, that that becomes a custom. But when God brings the other people into our lives, and I had an experience yeah. I want to talk about, but I want you to talk about your Thanksgiving with the friends that you invited to your home. We didn't do that, but I had an encounter. But tell me, tell us a <laughs> well, little bit about. Okay, so what first you did. of all, let me give all the credit to Jim because you know we had already planned a big family Thanksgiving, and that seemed as a woman who knows what that entails, mm-hmm. and the way that I, quote, like to do it, um, which I will say is, you know, it's particular. Yeah, it's picky. First <laughs> Anyway, he, he, came, he came at this moment over snuggling to me a week or so ago, and I thought, okay, uh-huh. he's oh, snuggling yeah. up to me. Yeah. <laughs> he said, would it? Would it be just, would it be too much trouble to have two Thanksgivings, you know, and have uh-huh. over, uh, we were hosting, he had been hosting some Japanese and, uh, engineers. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And he had really grown very, very fond of, mm-hmm. of a particular gentleman. And so he wanted to, uh, have him over to experience Thanksgiving it when we would have it the night before he was leaving to return to Japan. 
Our conversation that night, even though now the Japanese are very, you know, I tried to make everything I thought I could to entice him to eat. The Japanese are not food, super food oriented like we are as Americans. So the food was turned out to be pleasant and an experience. Sure. And we explained a little bit about the history of it, although I'm sure, you know, he gets about 50% of what we say ordinarily <laughs> and when you're talking history and all that. But anyway, the, the bottom line is at the end of the evening, we were giving him his gifts. He'd had a birthday while he was there, and we were mm-hmm. giving him gifts to take back to Japan for his family. And at the end of it, he was trying to, he said to us, um, you know, I came to America with uh, an opinion of Americans, that Americans are very, very strong. And so we inquired, what, what do you mean by strong? And it turned out to a great extent he meant we're very strong-willed. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's kind of our way or the highway, oh, so to speak. Okay. Now, see, in Japan, it's a very much a deferring culture. Mm-hmm. You know, they defer right. one to another, um, a little bit more of a caste type system, not quite as, as, as if in India. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're like, if you're an underling in a work situation, your boss will not ever address you by name or even give you right. eye contact you were right. to walk behind and they speak to you while you're walking behind and never turn to yeah. you and so there are many things culturally we began to talk to him then about the roots of thanksgiving mm. about how this people came yes we're we were strong-willed not meaning necessarily to just have our way but we came to escape the persecution of a society that said that you could never be anything on your own. You could never own land. You would not have, be able to vote, have a say. You weren't part of the elite. And so, therefore, we've had to be strong to preserve those freedoms. He said, I understand this now. Mm-hmm. And he spoke to that with great emotion. And he said, I have learned that I am too shy, that I do not speak up, and that I do not move forward, that I stand still. And he said, so I have come to understand better why Americans are so strong. He said, I've also, because now I've seen your hearts. Oh, One was what they see on TV and written page Mm -hmm. and, you know, about the what now is the this big current in the world about one world order. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we all need to come together. But he said, now I have seen how open your hearts are, how how much you befriend and are friendly and accept and willing to accept. And he said, so now I understand strength. And so it was a very, very emotional moment. And he said, I will never be the same. Isn't that exciting, Mm -hmm. Cindy? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what grace is. That's exactly what grace is. It's when we take what it is that God has given us, 
whether you're talking your resources or you're talking a way of love and consideration or relationship, and we open that up for those that don't understand us to see it. Uh, as you know, for 25 years, more than 25 years, I served as the uh, the chairman of the steering committee for an organization called International Friendship and worked in a number of capacities, wrote some uh, international Bible studies to help them understand what you're talking about. And one, oh, for a number of years, we would have students from the University of Texas come and stay in our home because they closed the dormitories. And we always chose boys. And because Van, when he was in the service, he was in Japan, uh, we would try to, we would try to, uh, be hospitable to some of the Japanese students because they were, they weren't outgoing and it was a little bit harder with them. And some families just, you know, didn't, they wanted the Germans or the Swedes or the Irish. <laughs> and know. the Danes are, yeah. you know, very, very uh, So I understand what you're saying. And, you know, it is an amazing thing to me how God opens up the doors of our world for us to see for them to see our real heart in America. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking today about how it is that we need to do that and how it is that it does bless others because that's what truly Thanksgiving is. It's Thanksgiving in a way that people can get a benefit from the blessing we have as we pass that on. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that is True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're also a streaming live at klgo.net. You can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Evelyn, I was talking about my particular experience, which was the first Thanksgiving that we had was uh, a Wednesday evening at it, 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 2 o'clock in the morning when we're turning it all over, you know, <laughs> Washing linens because we have a early uh, group coming in for Thanksgiving Day. I might not have thought I was as blessed as I oh. as I did now because, but uh, but we are you and I are both uh, in this place not just to talk about the specific blessings so that we talk about ourselves, but we're trying to bring up from within this whole concept that we're going to be talking about praise and worship that roots us in our traditions. And as we move into both the historic and biblical and traditional season of Christmas, that's why we want to talk about these foundations of where is your heart and what is your outlook. And I know you had some uh, you had some very specific encounters like we did. Well, Cindy, one of the things that... Um we do with Love Talk is we bring life into uh, the experience of being who it is Christ has designed us to be. Your personality is so different from mine. And, you know, I I just um, am an outgoing person. And 
sometimes. I'm more like Van. I know. Me and Van. <laughs> Van and I are buds. It's because we get each other. <laughs> so I, when I am uh, out in public, I never know uh, what encounter I'm going to have, and I look forward to it. And I have some little old homie sayings that I use pretty often, and you know one of them is, is when someone recognizes me or or does something, you know, maybe an action or something that, that I am particularly pleased with, I always say, gosh, your grandmother would really be proud of you. Well, last Saturday when we finished the love talk, uh, I had some shopping to do for Thanksgiving and <clears throat> Went by the grocery and uh, had filled my basket, and I was just worn out. I, you know, after we do love talk on Saturday, I'm pretty pooped. <laughs> and so I had some big items, and so I went to this one register, and it was a young man, uh, and he he greeted me, and he um, he said. He welcomed me, and I said, well, thank you. I am so glad to be here. Of course, at this point in my life, I'm happy to be anywhere. Well, that got his attention, you know, pretty quickly. And he, um, so he helped me unload my basket, which is, you know, no, normally the clerks don't do that. But anyway, it opened the conversation. <clears throat> and he, he complimented me on the way that I looked. He, he said, you really look like a, a, a class, I think he used the word classy. And so I said, well, I've, you know, I just got to the radio and we don't always dress up for the radio, but you know, I had something to do. No, 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 no. But anyway, he said, well, could I ask you a question? And I said, surely. He said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 81 years plus nine months. <laughs> and it opened a conversation, Cindy, that I could never have planned more perfectly. He said, where were you born? I said, I was born near Cut and Shoot, Texas. And so I answered his two questions. So then I asked him. I didn't ask him how old he was because pretty, I'm pretty good about judging age. But I did ask him. I knew it was international. I said, where were you born? He said, in Pakistan. I said, how would you get to Austin? And he told me a story. He said that the Taliban came in and they killed his brothers. And the United Forces came and rescued him and his mother and his sister. But then they got him and put him in jail. And he went on and told some of the details about that. And then he said, the United States of America... He said, I am so thankful for the United States of America. They saved my what's left of my family. Mm. And they brought my mother and my sister to Austin. And he said, I was in prison a long time. And finally, they helped me get out. Help me get out. I don't, and I didn't ask any questions. And in that, in that kind of conversation, you don't have a time mm-hmm, to develop mm-hmm, those things. Mm-hmm. But then he said, and I was able to come to Austin. And um, he said um, the it was really uh, brutal and it was cruel. He named some things. And then he said this. He said, but you know, he said, I am so blessed. And I said, well, bless your heart. You know, I say that a lot. Bless your heart. Anyway, he ended up telling me that um, he, his wife and his young son is still in Pakistan. And that he he really wanted to bring them to America. Mm. 
And he said to me, he said, I am a, uh, I can't remember. If it Shiite was, or? Shiite. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a Shiite Muslim. But he said, you know, I've been looking, I've been going to some churches, and he told me a couple. And I said to him, I said, well, let me tell you this. Uh, I am a Christian, and I believe in prayer. And he said, would you pray for me? And it was a seeing it was like the world stood still because you know what stores are like the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah, nobody got in the line behind me. I mean, mm. it was just it was just this one little part of our world. And so I closed with a couple of th- suggestions for him and said to him, I have some friends that I think might be able to to be a liaison for some things, and so we're going to work on that. But, you know, one of the things that makes us so unique as Americans, I think especially as Christians and believers, is recognizing the blessings that we have uh, in the way that we are able to live in our nation. Now, we're getting close to losing a lot of those because our culture is changing fast. But the important thing is this, Cindy, is because of who we are as Christians we are given a major responsibility to bless those around us. And that's why you have to have an attitude that is um, altitude. You've got to think about who you are and where God's placed you and what it is he wants you to do. And it has to be gratitude. We can't just take it, take our life and live it the way that we want to live it. We've got to be open to the direction that comes from heaven. And so today we're going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about basically uh, how proper is gratitude. What are the, some of the other topics in that regard? Well, we're going to run through some of the principles of gratitude, which is it's proper, perpetual, pervasive, pleasurable, and possible. And Evelyn, what you just described uh, I love the way you described it as altitude. It is like anything in your life. You have got to come up and get out of the forest and get a perspective in order to understand, to see your blessing, to see. And you cannot be a blessing if you do not understand you are blessed. Mm And we are made for blessing. We're told that the Abrahamic covenant is that we would be a blessing. But how do you be a blessing if you're pulling everything into yourself because you're not sure if you're ever really blessed enough? Or you have the perspective on what is really a blessing and what do you have to give. And that's why this altitude is so important where you talked about we live at our latitude and our longitude. That's our address. Mm -hmm. That's where our feet are in the sand, the concrete, the soil, whatever you want. But our altitude is where we can perceive Mm -hmm. our attitude. And where we really see that when you're in Walmart, that there is a moment there to be a blessing or to be blessed. Because I guarantee you, I know your heart, you were as blessed as he was in that conversation. Because you got to see that moment, that encounter with God, a window to the soul and a heart need. And that's the kind of thing that we're going to be talking about. 
So as we look at those principles of thanks living, of gratitude, you know, it's, it's the thing about, you know, you can be uh, so stuck in the things that you, and we're going to talk about that because there are people this last week, this week, who did not have the experience you and I had. Right. They felt a, a particularly empty mm-hmm. or sorrowful or in conflict. Understand that. We had someone very dear who has always been at the center of our Thanksgivings who was not there. Mm-hmm. And even in saying our blessing and recognizing that blessing that he was to us, there was sobbing at the table. Yep. You know, I mean, it wasn't like it was all what we're talking about here in terms of gratitude is we're not just talking about fluff. We're talking about digging down deep here. What is it? Because it's not that you and I um, are the blessings we have, the freedoms we have in this country are a right or an entitlement. There are the things that we're going to hold dear in our heart, and they'll be preserved because we hold them dear in our heart. Evelyn, we're going to take our break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about the four levels of Thanksgiving. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios. That is True Talk Radio. Reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. And also you can catch up with Evelyn and I at Love Talk Network. Evelyn and I are in the studio and we're, we're not just telling the stories. Although, you know, we are mostly storytellers. We believe in that, uh, yes. in that storytelling oral. You know, we, we come and apologize regularly to you all that we're not theologians. We're not really yeah, even very smart. Well, oh yeah, we're pretty smart. <laughs> but I had a guy ask me one day, uh, if we had heard the little tribute, uh, that Mike, uh, that one just played and he said, what in the world do you have to talk about for 29 years? <laughs> what, what in the world could you talk about? For, I said, same old thing. We are Southern women. Don't tell them that we think we're smart. We tell them we don't think we're smart oh, because God. that's how you live long in the Southern yeah. world with and in Christianity without getting too, too beat up. But we're talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about gratitude. We're talking about the altitude of praise and worship, which we're going to be talking about more and more as we come into this uh, Christmas season where Evelyn and I always talk about the biblical, historical, and traditional uh, application of Christmas to our everyday life. But Evelyn, there, we talked about, we're going to talk about these principles of, of gratitude. And there's a, a couple at the beginning that I really want you to cover. Because, you know, we are kind of a, you know, we're low church people and as society has come along, you know, we're just, you know, people come to church, we come to church in our slouchy jeans, we come to, you know, I mean, we really, we're a pretty relaxed society. 
with the relaxation of things can also come, come the loss of some right. perspectives. Not like we need to just be putting on a performance or, uh, you know, etiquette for etiquette sakes. But there's a couple of things that the Bible says about gratitude. Well, uh, number one, it is the prescription for complacency and for complaining. And there are four levels that we're going to talk about today, or five levels, actually. Uh, people who complain all the time constantly are never satisfied with who they are, where they are in life, are in that first level. And it's hard for them, and you already mentioned that. We recognize that. But, you know, as you become more and more wrapped up in the grace and the love of God, you rise higher and higher and higher in what we call that uh, that level above the the bottom line. <laughs> well, that, it's, that it's you know it's easy when you're growing up. You think the whole world is centered around you. Well, yeah. a lot of us never grow up. I mean, we struggle well, as the Lord made us in our kind of self centeredness. To uh, we struggle, you know, with sin, which is selfishness, but right. he gave us a certain self-centeredness so that we could relinquish that to him so that he could take that strength of, of self-will and use it for his purposes. But many, many of us never graduate mm-hmm. to that at to an attitude of altitude, you know, where we have any other perspective other than ourselves. Well, and that's, that's where our point, our main point is today. It doesn't matter where you are in these levels of your recognition of how blessed you are. There is help for you. And some of the things that we have to tell ourselves is what we've mentioned already, the principles of why it is that we should be grateful. And it, first one, gratitude is proper. It is absolutely the one of the best things that we can do as we come before God. And um, we didn't, you know, we're not here just by our plans, Cindy, or by luck, or by uh, choice. We are here according to first, uh, according to John fifteen sixteen. Jesus says this: "You did not choose me; I chose you. I chose you, Cindy, and I have planted you in Austin, Texas, right where you are, that you might grow up in heart and mind and spirit, and bear fruit, and that your fruit might be lasting. And so, it is proper." We are to praise him. We are to say thank you. We don't have to jump up now and all the time and, and, you know, clap our hands or shake, you know, sometimes we just have to shake the dust off our feet and go on. Hey, can I interject just a little story? Because do you remember during the elections when, uh, President Obama talked about, now, Van, hold on your seat here. (laughs) So when President Obama talked about, uh, People who had built businesses and said, well, you did not do that on your own. And I mean the firestone, a firestone storm of that and the flap over that was enormous. But in some ways, had he been able to articulate it, I don't know his heart, but in some ways, here's what we're talking about is even if you are successful, you can't just look at your own success. And, and, and 
contain that for yourself or you've lost an attitude of gratitude. What he was trying to say is, hey, listen, everybody gets a hand up. The Lord provides for everybody. Now we have a, we have an obligation. We have a, a responsibility out of the gratitude that others have passed on to us. You may be a self-made man and many, many people are. I certainly don't think that government makes the man. I'm not no. in any way telling them. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm saying even amongst self-made people, it, there is the necessity to develop gratitude. Well, that is true. So it is proper. It is something that we should do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just proper. It is an essential for living the Christian life. And the second thing is, uh, on the second level, it is perpetual. It never ends, Cindy. Praise should never end. One of the reasons for that is because the enemy of Easter was in charge of praise in heaven. He saw how valuable it was, and he wanted it for himself. And the scriptures are very plain in that regard. He revolted against the others who praised against God, wanting that for himself. So it praise goes on, and it will continue to the level that we allow it to continue. But one of the most important things is, is that the blessings that we have are not things that we can manufacture ourselves. Uh, the scripture in Psalm 68, 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loaded, uh, loads us down with benefits. Every day. See, Leviticus tells us that God will open the door of our heaven uh, the door of our hearts and deliver us a brand new bucket of mercy and grace. Who daily, every day he will open the door of heaven, the windows of heaven and pour that out in our lives. And the value of that is established by the way we live it. Not only in our own lives, but in the lives of others. So it is a never ending thing. You know, we just don't wake up one day and say, Lord, I'm not going to say thank you today because I've made my life. You know, I worked hard. I worked 40 hours this week. And uh, we get those attitudes from a lot of sources. And they are detrimental to the perpetual praise that should be ours. We got uh, one of the gifts that we gave to our Japanese friend was uh, a DVD of our favorite movie, which is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, I love that. Now, there is a story Mm. in point Mm -hmm. that uh, George Bailey Mm -hmm. had forgotten that his life was loaded with blessing. Mm-hmm. And so when he came to a place to just to basically curse his life and to take his life, then what took place was he got the perspective and it literally was altitude mm-hmm. of what not only his life would look like had he not mm-hmm. lived under the blessing of God. But what would the lives of those around him have looked like had he not been a blessing? Had he not been whom God had designed him to be? And so we could hardly wait for our uh, Japanese friends to watch this corny 
old American movie because it is exactly right. We are loaded with benefit, but you've got to have that altitude mm-hmm. to understand that is on break. I was telling you, I said, Oh, we were just so blessed this Thanksgiving that we would have people come through our door in such an unexpected way because in our lives, if the Lord did not provide those people for us, we could be just as lonely mm-hmm. and lacking as anyone else. But because he provides for us that perpetual way of thanksgiving, not because of who we are, but because of his constant provision. Well, that is so true, Cindy, and is as long lasting as it is. It is permanent. That principle will never change. He blesses those that bless him. Uh, the next one, the third one, is gratitude is pervasive. It is absolutely uh, guaranteed that in everything we are to give thanks, not just on Thanksgiving, not for the things that that um, we think we ourselves deserve, but we are to be thankful for everything. And it's hard to do sometimes um, when you've hurt, when your feelings have been hurt, or people have abused you. Are misused you. It is hard to say thank you, Lord, for this. But the scripture tells us very plainly that in everything, by prayer and supplication, we're to make our requests known to God, but we are never to forget to say thank you, whether we get them or we don't get them. Dr. Adrian Rogers, um, with whom, from whom we have kind of taken this conversation, talks about it on, in, in three ways. He says that there are the spiritual things. That we're to be thankful for. I mean, we should be daily being thankful for God himself. Boy, if you miss that one, not what God does for you, but just, yes, worship just who he is. The simple things, the ability to wake up in the morning. This is the time of year where Jim and I are often humbled as we watch people who get up and get on the buses who uh, have no family, the homeless. I mean, get thankful for these simple things. And also, like you said, this is the season, believe it or not, we are called to be thankful for the sorrowful things right. because they build our inner strength. They build our inner life. They build our life with Christ. They build upon the ability to know the difference between good times, hard times, and the times that God has seen you through. Well, and he will see you through, Cindy, and that's, that's the thing that we forget sometimes. We think, well, he's absent, or people think about him as the man upstairs or something, but he is with us, and he cares about us. And one of the things that we have, if you take this ultimate step of faith in thanking God for the sorrowful things, and even for the horrible things sometimes, we have to remind ourselves that he is greater than anything that will come against us. He is greater. And we have to say, thank you, Lord, that you are greater and you're going to use this in a way that is going to be a blessing to me and a blessing to others. And so it's not how we feel about things, but it's how we will be if we will thank God and say, Lord, I don't feel very thankful. But by the act of my will, I say thank you for this. We're talking about the altitude of gratitude. This is Love Talk. 
on The Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful blast KLGO, the word that's 1490 AM True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. And also catch up with Evelyn and I on our latest blog. Hers will be posted here shortly. She's written a great one at lovetalknetwork.com. And Evelyn, we're running through these principles of thanks living and this, ad- this uh, idea of attitude and altitude and gratitude and um, we were talking about gratitude as being proper and perpetual and pervasive. And here's one I know you're going to like, um, because this is, this is where you live. This is your address. Uh, pleasurable, impossible. Mm-hmm. Talk about those a little bit. Well, it's, it's a matter of living the way we live is if we look at every person that comes across our pathway during the day and we, Connect in a way with them in a relational way where we can say to them, uh, I'm glad to know you or thank you or recognize them as a person. Um, too often uh, we just say, uh, if I really had something to be thankful for, I would, I would say thank you. But that's not what you look for, Cindy. You look for the things that you want to happen. In the lives of other people. Let me say a little bit about that, Evelyn, because um, just in case people think you and I are on a high horse here, that those words have never come out of our mouths mm-hmm. or we've never been in that place <laughs> where we thought, okay, this is where I am. This is where I'm going to always be. And what is it that I'm, you know, thankful for? If you and I believe that we might not be there again, mm-hmm. you know, it's not if, it's when. You know, when when will life be in that place, you know, where if you and I were to be looking at our first Thanksgiving without those two precious men that have carried you and I through, <laughs> yes. yes, who have carried us for decades through the highs and lows of life or when when you've given been given a diagnosis that you think you cannot possibly come back from and those kinds of things we don't ever want to come and and risk being hypocrites on this program because we understand that and yet and yet the lord says that if you want to move from a place of despair to a place of hope the pathway is praise, mm-hmm. even when our circumstances are dire. Well, Cindy, uh, life, the Lord doesn't play, uh, promise us pleasure. He promises us treasure. Think about it. He promises us treasure. And the scriptures say where your heart is, there should your treasure be also. And so if we're living on the plane, on the longitude or the latitude of life, uh, we're not living it alone. We are living it uh, with the full 
completion of what Christ has already done and what he wants to do in our lives every day. Because we are love on on parade before a world that's looking to see, is this stuff real that Evelyn and Cindy talk about? They look at us every day. That's why it's so important for those of us who are Christians to be uh, relational with others and be available to help and encourage and and do those things that that we all need done in our lives. There are, time, there are days that I get up in the morning and I, I just want to say, God, leave me alone today. I, you know, I want to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> or I want to be mad. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know why I asked to be mad, but I just want to be mad. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that it can be a joy for everyday living, as we know that it is so possible, it's made possible. Why, Cindy, and how? How's it made possible? That, this is the part we have to get to, and I'm so glad that in this these closing minutes that we can talk about. Because if, as we've talked about, proper, perpetual, pervasive, or pleasurable, you think that you're going to bootstrap your way to gratitude. Oh. Because you're just a better person, you know, because if you, if you've ever wanted to figure out if someone is saved or not, you know, and you ask them, well, are you, where are you going when you, when you die? Mm-hmm. You know, and well, I've been a good person and yeah. I've done good things. Well, that's, you know, that's that attitude. That's, that's a, a Jewish attitude. That's a, that's a Muslim attitude. Mm-hmm. That is not the Christian road. We don't bootstrap our way to heaven. We don't do it out of our own strength. If what you don't take away anything else from this conversation today, it is this. It is possible by the spirit of the living God. The spirit of God who comes through salvation, through when we Ask him into our lives. Now, he he will come even when we are pushing him out of our lives. Lord knows that I'm the child of grace that can give that testimony. When you're indifferent to God, God can do everything to woo you to him. He may be wooing you now, even in disappointment and desperation. But it is by the spirit of the living God. When we are filled with the spirit of God, how are you born born again? How can you be born again? Nicodemus says mm-hmm. at this very special season we're going to. And it is that we are born of the spirit. And that it, that comes, uh, Cindy, because of the blessing of Jesus Christ. It comes to us because he came first. If if you go back to the book of Genesis, uh, when the conversation between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit took place, they talked about what they had to do as a result of the rebellion of Adam and Eve. And they said, let us remove the tree of life, lest they eat of it and live forever. That tree of life is the cross of Calvary. It is that place where Jesus gave up his life for your life. So it is an exchange process when we give up our life for his life. We don't just get an empty heart or an empty life. We get the full power of two things. The presence of Christ in our life, which is in the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
because the spirit, I mean, the scriptures say, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't talk it. It comes as God sends it by spirit. And secondly, we get it as we walk with him under the power of his presence on a daily basis. You know, we can come to that point where we have salvation and we're just scorched by the flames. Or we can come to that place where we have wings like the, like the angels and know without any doubt whatsoever that Jesus Christ is real and he is alive in us because of the power of his spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit, basically, Cindy, that's the substance, the source for joy. And one of the things Jesus said one time is, I can't do much about this, but I can fill your your heart with joy. And so as we're talking about it today, we all have needs. It's like we're in a prison of needs, looking out at a world that's shaking right now. But that should not shake our heart. It should not shake our hope and it should not shake our confidence because Jesus is real and he comes to us every point of our need as we trust him for it. Indeed. And, and how do we do this? It's not by a feeling. What we have talked about here today, if, if by anything else you understand that we are not talking about thanksgiving or gratitude as a feeling, but this is where we talk about faith. We would say, God, you are greater than every circumstance. You are greater than every conflict. You are greater than every disappointment, than all my despair. You are greater than this. And by your spirit, Father, I give thanksgiving to you by faith. And I, by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for me, I ask that you make me a vessel of thanks living for you that the people of God might be a blessing upon the earth if not another blessing comes to me that I might just be a vessel of blessing for others who are looking and have yet to have found God because sometimes Christians have the most dire outlook of anything else and it is because we have forgotten in many ways the spirit of God Evelyn it's been a great day we are going to continue this conversation as we talk about altitude gratitude and praise this has been Love Talk on the Word